0: Chaotic nonsense features adult and potentially triggering themes surrounding true crime, history, the paranormal, and whatever else we want to talk about. Descriptions of violence and curse words are abundant. Please, for the love of Brando Sando, do not let your children listen and heed our trigger warnings located at the beginning of each episode and in the show notes. Keep yourself and your loved ones safe. We love you! Episode brought to you by Inez Gaffa. She's not paying us. We just really like her. Cool. I'm Scoot. I'm Della. And this is chaotic, chaotic nonsense. nonsense. <laughs> Did we get it? Did we get I it? Don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Dang. But it, it's okay. <laughs> All right, one day. We, <laughs> one day. A few general disclaimers before we get into this episode. Um, so we recorded this. Right? And I don't know what the hell happened, but somehow I lost my side of the recording. So now we have to do it again. So, Della's already heard the story. So if her reactions are not as as
1: organic... Enthusiastic, maybe? Right. Yeah, as, organic. Organic's a good one. Yeah, as, <laughs>
0: not as organic as the last three episodes, and that would be why. Um, But we still... I still wanted to do this because... It's an interesting story, and nobody ever
1: talks about it, so... Yeah, this one's crooked. Crazy. (laughs)
0: Um, (laughs) I had some more disclaimers. Oh, um, we didn't do this the first three episodes, which we should have, but I did put it in the show notes. We just want to give a special thank you to Tabletop Audio. It's the people that provided the intro and the outro music that we use. It's actually a free service, as long as you're not making money off of it, which, right now we're not making any money off of doing this. So, it's this this guy. I think the story is he he started playing like D&D and other board games with his mm-hmm. child, with his daughter or something, and like she wanted music, so he just started fucking putting music together and he puts it online. You can just download it and use it for your D&D groups or Warhammer or like whatever for
1: free. We've used so, it a couple times for um for D&D. I think there's actually an Amazon Echo, like, plug-in that you can yeah. do. And you can just tell her to play so-and-so on tabletop audio and she'll play it. Yeah. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, no, it's super dope. And the music that he creates and, like, he does, like, ambiance things where it's just like people in taverns and shit
1: like mm-hmm. it's it's yeah, super like cool. ASMR like, or something like that.
0: Yeah, and the only money that he makes is through like donations. So if you have like a couple bucks to throw him as a donation, definitely definitely do so on behalf of us. Um we're doing that as soon as I'm not poor and my accounts not overdrawn. All right. Um I think that that's Oh, also super special thank you to V who is the graphic designer that designed our um our oh, icon. Yeah. They did such an awesome job on it. She's so amazing, and I love her so much. I don't know if she wants her name or anything out there, but if it gets to the point, um, definitely I'll hook her up because she's a she's an actual graphic artist, so a graphic designer. So, yeah. special thank you to her as well. Uh, I think that that's all my disclaimers. So let's jump right into the fun fact. And today's fun fact is that Dolly Parton. My love. My soulmate. my The best woman on the planet. Everything. Um, she entered a Dolly Parton look-alike contest, and uh, she and lost. lost. Yeah, you know, she lost. She lost. And I like to think that she probably, like, was super humble and, and congratulated and fond over the person that actually won, because that's just the type of person that she is. Oh, extra fun fact. I just learned this, like, two days ago. Um, What's up? You know, she... She has that, um, the thing Dolly Land in the smoking yeah. or whatever it's called.
1: Yeah, yeah And they Dollywood.
0: do like, yeah, Dollywood. They, um, they used to do this thing called the Dixie Stampede. Uh-huh. And apparently somebody told her, was like, you know, Dixie can actually be like a really offensive term. And she goes, okay, cool. We'll just call it the Stampede and just change like the entire name because somebody oh, was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's offensive. Oh, yeah. Well, she, you heard her, you heard her Black Lives Matter statement. <laughs> you get two fun facts for the price of one insane scoot today that was my other disclaimer i'm sorry this episode is is off to a wild start um like we said i'm i'm super poor uh at the moment and broke thanks to covid and uh i'm legitimately like crazy like i have a hardcore mental illness that i have to take daily medication for i don't have any insurance right now and i don't have 300 dollars to pay for my medication so i'm (laughs) i'm off my meds
1: Oh no.
0: And if I, so if this episode, obviously it's already going off the rails, but if it, if I talk, sound like I'm talking really, really fast or like I just sound like a windows desktop that can't really get its connection correctly, that would be why, because I'm, I'm not currently on my meds. All right. Time to get into the actual story. All right. Yes. This one is a wild one. Off the goddamn rails. Yeah. This one, this one's a fucking wild one. So today is, we're back to week one. So we're in true crime territory, we're going to be talking about the serial killer known as Samuel Little. Little Sam-Sam. Sam. Little Sam-Sam! <laughs> <laughs> now, um, if what Little Sam-Sam is telling <laughs> investiga- <laughs> investigators is true, which we have evidence to believe that he is 100% being completely on- honest about what he's telling people, he is the most prolific serial killer
1: in the entire what is something like 90 98 women or something
0: yeah something like 90 some odd women that he claims to have murdered um the reason that i believe that you don't hear a lot about him is because he was a black man so people get really uncomfortable when you're talking about things like that Mm -hmm. um the only time that i've ever heard about him which is insane because i'm on all the fucking blogs and listening to almost all the podcasts is when i'm listening to a podcast that's Specific for either black people or people of color, people of color in general. That's the only time I've ever heard of him. Like, there's a podcast. that's called like Cases of Color. Uh-huh. It's all about uh, people of color. Um, but if you're listening to like your standard, most popular true crime podcasts that are done mainly by white people, you don't really hear about him, which is insane to me because the story is so fucking bonkers. yeah, it's crazy. So it's insane. Um, so trigger warnings for this. There's a bunch, pretty right? Pretty substantial. Yeah, pretty substantial. Murder, rape, sodomy, strangulation, violence against them, the dismissal of sex workers and drug addicts, as well as sexual assault. So, please keep yourself safe. If this, I'm not going to go into much detail, but there is detail surrounding these that we need to cover, so just be careful when you're listening to this. Alright, so... Samuel Little, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through his early life and then we're going to go year by year of the records that we have for him and then we're going to go through what we know he did Mm -hmm. and then what he claims that he did but we can't substantiate as of now and then who he was as a serial killer and a person and his mannerisms and things. So, early life for little Sam Sam. He was born June 7th, 1940 in Reynolds, Georgia. He claims that his mother was a sex worker and he ended up moving to Ohio and was raised predominantly by his grandmother. 16, he was arrested for a B&E in Nebraska and he did go to juvie. After that, he moved to Florida with his mother. Uh, and This was around the time he was like early 20s. Um, the man is 6'3 and 200 pounds. He's a goddamn giant. He's like Hodor. Yeah, he's huge. Right? Like and he used to box. He claims to have been a prize fighter. I mean, maybe I don't.
1: Who that knows? Doesn't yeah. Really have any...
0: Right. Yeah. You can't really substantiate that. Crop. But he's um, he's
1: he's got some muscle to him. Like he can. Yeah, he's like a he big can like ass dude. Heft a small woman around pretty. A, a medium sized woman around pretty. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, he... I'm 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 what? I'm five six. He could probably toss me.
0: Yeah, he could probably just pick you up. Me? He would throw me end over end. Oh, yeah.
1: Fucking Jesus. He Um, could seismic toss you like you were a Pokemon. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs)
0: Um, He also went by the name Samuel McDowell at some point. All right, so heading into 1961. So this was when he was 21 years old. He broke into a a furniture store, Mm -hmm. and he was sentenced to three years in in prison for that. Um, In 1970, so a year later, when he was about 22, he claims to have killed his first person on New New Year's Day. Um, And that person was a sex worker, as told by him. 1975. At this point, he had been arrested 26 times in 11 different states. Yep. (laughs) I forgot about all that. (laughs) I know. I knew you would, dude. (laughs) So, all of his crimes... Included theft, assault, attempted rape, fraud, attacks on government officials, and Mm -hmm. then there's some tree thrown in there because it's the 70s and there was tree goddamn everywhere. So, 1976, St. Louis. Little at this point is 36 years old. He abducted a 22-year-old sex worker in California named Pamela K. Smith. Choked her from behind with an electrical cord, shoved her in his car, and then beat her until she passed out. Then he drove her to Sunset Hills and raped and sodomized her. Mm. At some point, she woke up and got away. So she ran to this random house and started banging on the doors. Uh, but her hands were still tied behind her back, so I guess she was just banging with like her shoulders, which sounds awful. I'd be um, like kicking and like ramming into the door. And... I guess I don't know. Um, but I she like screaming. She, she wasn't clothed on her lower half, so she had a shirt on, but she didn't have anything. Yeah. On her legs or anything. Um, when the police come, they actually find him sitting in his car close by the house that she ran to. Oh, and yeah, wasn't he just chilling? Yeah, he was just chilling. He was just fucking hanging out. And he still had all the her clothes and jewelry in and the And they were car. like, hmm, what a mystery. Yeah, they're like, oh, what happened? And he goes, oh, I only beat her. <laughs> Bruh. So, he was and convicted. like, well,
1: she, she's a sex worker, whatever.
0: Yeah, essentially. So, he was convicted of assault with intent to ravish-rape. I don't know what the fuck that means. What does that mean? Intent to ravish-rape? What? Maybe it's who, like... Who ravishes people? Is this maybe the it's six... like Are the... <laughs> we back in the 1600s?
1: Well, I'm thinking maybe it's like, um... Oh, what's that movie... The sound of music when he like hugs her like a monkey man and he's like <laughs> Do you remember that? You mean motorboating? That's called motorboating. No he doesn't motorboat her, but like he like he like holds her and is like Ooh. it he doesn't motorboat her, but it's 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 a dramatic scene.
0: I feel like I know exactly what you're talking about, but I still, now that I've thought about it as motorboating, I
1: can't, I can't it's, get over it. It's the so it was, it was like moonlit, and they were in like a like a pergola. Uh, disclaimer: yeah. I haven't watched this movie since Miss <laughs> Bethany showed us that in third, fourth, fourth or fifth grade music class. <laughs> <laughs> but I just remember that scene.
0: Well, that will be forever tied to the word radish for me. <laughs> so, anyway. For this ravishing and attempted whatever that he was uh, convicted of, he was only sentenced to three months in county jail.
1: So far he's spent more time for breaking into a furniture store than raping and assaulting a woman. Yes. That is correct. Alright. Um, listeners, keep a running tally of what geez. crimes he does and how long he serves for because we got a regular Brock Turner on our hands here. Dog. He just I don't understand. I
0: don't. I do not understand. Um, I mean, never mind. I do understand. Because yeah. the case file refers to Pamela as, quote, a heroin addict who often failed to appear in court, end quote.
1: Yeah, so, so we know exactly what the police were thinking.
0: Yeah, we know why it happened. It's just still fucking ridiculous. So, jumping yep. forward, 1981 in um, Pasca- Pascagoula, Mississippi, uh, two sex workers were assaulted by little by the names of nelson and mclean oh nelson was saved um because her friend apparently came to her apartment door she knocked and nelson didn't answer so the friend went around to one of her windows saw Mm -hmm. what was happening and then just started going batshit crazy so little ran away right and nelson was just left there so thanks thank you friend for saving her um McLean McClain was offered $50 by Little for a quote-unquote date. He then hit her on the head to try to knock her out. But instead of knocking her out, it just pissed her off. And she's like, she beat the shit out of him and just like, she ran away. Which, fucking good for you, girl. Like, that tough-ass head of yours, I'm sure you got made fun of all the time. And your mom hated. Saved your goddamn life. (laughs) Um, Now, Nelson... She did report the assault, but nothing ever came of it. The and McLean, right? Right. McLean didn't say anything um, because she she said later that she didn't think anybody was cared because she I believe she was black and she was a sex worker. So, 1982, same town in Mississippi, a woman by the name of Melinda Rose Laprie goes missing in September. She was 22 years old. Unsure if she was also a sex worker, but it stands to reason that's typically his M.O., so probably. probably. Um, two sex workers came forward saying that they lost, saw her with Little, and that he had assaulted them in the past. This is not Nelson and McLean. This is two other sex workers. So, at this point, four sex four. workers that he's actually assaulted um, in, in this area. In this one town. yeah. Um, the jury did not convict him. They failed to convict him. Um, mainly because all the people that said that it was him were non-white sex workers. Right. Moving on, 1982. Same year, but down in Forest Globe, Florida. Um, He's charged with the murder of Patricia Ann Mount. Now, Patricia was 26 years old. She reportedly had an IQ of around 40. And we know that IQ tests are really not the best of testing your actual IQ. However, she did live in a home Specifically for people that were developmentally disabled. She was last seen dancing in a bar with Little, and then she was found nude and badly bruised in a field uh, on September 12, 1982. But not dead,
1: right? She was alive?
0: No, no she, she was, was dead. She okay. was dead. Yeah, she was dead. Um, he was accused of beating, raping, and strangling her. They did find some hairs on Patricia, and they sent them to be tested. And they said, and I quote, "had some had the same characteristics as head hairs taken from Little." Okay, so the same characteristics. I don't know what the fuck that means. Um, then they then they claimed, well, they could have bumped into each other because they were at the same bar and yeah. they were dancing or whatever. Yeah, no, totally plausible they wouldn't trust the witnesses that saw them together because the witnesses had also been at the bar and they had been drinking.
1: Yeah. Well, this was, what, 1982, 83, you say 82. 82. Everybody's on cocaine. Everybody's just out of it. You know what I mean? Heroin was just becoming, like,
0: insanely mainstream at this point in history, too. So, like, yeah, you're really going out and being like, oh, you were drinking. Like, it's the fucking Prohibition era. Like, calm the fuck down. He, he was actually taken to trial for this, but he was acquitted in less than 30 minutes in January of 1984. Good lord. So, he spent about a year. I don't know if he got off on bail or if he actually spent it sitting in jail, but he spent about a year waiting for this and he was acquitted. Um,
1: so, again, he's assaulted and murdered, what, eight or nine women at this point, And he spent more time like in that. jail for breaking into a furniture store. That's the
0: people that he was caught with, too. Yeah. That's not, you know. Yeah. Um, same year, 1984, San Diego. He immediately went after getting acquitted. Snatched up a woman by the name of Lori Burrows, who was a 22-year-old
1: sex worker. Well, he's got to be extremely confident. You know, this is the third no, time he's been on but... trial for assaulting a woman and he's sc- scot-free. You no, can't fucking
0: catch him, apparently. He put her in a chokehold, and then he tossed her into his car. Uh, he tied her hands with her own nylon nylons, mm. and then he proceeded to choke her. While he was choking her, he told her, quote, I like it when you swallow, unquote, and that's when she passed out. She ended up waking up in an illegal dumping site five hours later. She's the only one that we know of besides the one from the very beginning to have... Uh, or the two from the beginning to have actually survived being fully, like, taken yeah. by this human being, and she is one of the only white women that he took as well. She's done she's done a lot of interviews, both on, like, video and just, like, yeah. um, written interviews and stuff, and she i feel bad for her because she suffers from a lot of survivor's guilt
1: understandably
0: yeah she asks all those questions like why was she left alive when the others weren't was it just an accident why did she deserve to live if you know all of these other people didn't and like i get it i totally get the survivor's guilt like i have survivor's guilt about this stupidest shit and i didn't even go through anything like this so like i get it but at the same time lori honey baby child it is okay They don't blame you for anything, Mm -mm. I promise. There ain't no way they blame you for shit. Alright, same year, a month after this happened with Lori, he's arrested in the back of his car with a woman named Tanya Jackson, passed out next to him. They just, like, roll up on his fucking whip, and he's just got her passed out next to him in the car. She'd been beaten and strangled, and the two cases were originally tied together, Tanya and Lori, Uh but the jury couldn't reach a verdict on murder for Tanya. Couldn't reach a verdict. So... No, go so, on, go on. <laughs> later, they he pled guilty. He took a guilty plea to assault with great bodily injury and false imprisonment. That's what he pled down to oh away from God. murdering this human being and, and thoroughly torturing and traumatizing another one. This sentence that he was given was four years. Okay. However... He only served 2.5 years of that.
1: Oh, yeah. He got out for, like, good behavior or whatever.
0: Yeah, some kind of bullshit excuse. So, at, th- at this point, he spent more time in jail, locked up, for a and e right, than he has for fucking murdering, murdering, assaulting these women. Sometime around 1987, he moves to L.A., and I guess he spent time there. I don't know. We don't really know his whereabouts after he moved to LA. It's
1: the Shakespeare's Lost Years. It's Shakespeare's
0: Lost Years, except it's goddamn terror, Little Sam Sam. He's worse little than Little Sam Sam's Lost Years. He's worse than Loki Laufason. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Next time we hear about him, September 5th, 2012, he was arrested in a homeless shelter in Kentucky. They tracked him down because his social security payments were going to one of those prepaid Walmart debit cards. Uh Uh-huh. And he'd been using it in Kentucky. So that's how they tracked him. 2012.
1: Um, So this is... 2012. Within the last decade. Yes. It is
0: 2020 right now. This was less than 10 years ago. They actually were looking for him for a narcotics charge. So, nothing associated with anything else. Right. Just a narcotics charge. He was extradited to California. While he was extradited, this was the time when, like, those DNA tests started becoming really, really popular. Oh, yeah, like 23andMe and
1: and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and people started getting, like, really excited. And law enforcement started realizing that they could actually use this. Oh, yeah. So, they, they took his DNA and they put it into the local database. That DNA linked him to three murders... In the California, in the state of California, all of these women were strangled and raped. So, Caroline, or I'm sorry, Carol Eileen Elford was found in South Los Angeles in an alley in 1987. Guadalupe Duarte Apodaca was found in downtown LA in a trash bin. And Audrey Nelson Everett was found um, in an abandoned building in LA.
1: Completely, like, 100% his M.O., too.
0: Right? Like, he he
1: can't change it up at all. He's like me with my routines. Like, don't don't fuck up. He's like David Carradine. He can't come unless he's he's strangling something. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ.
0: (laughs) Hail Mary, full of grace. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, when they linked him to these murders, he vehemently claimed that he was innocent. He was like, nah, that wasn't me. He's like fucking shaggy. Yeah. Like, it wasn't me. He saw me in the bathroom. We even caught you on camera. Just, stop! Don't. You're way too white for this. I can't. I can't allow you
1: to me. continue.
0: All right. So, <laughs> 2014. He was convicted and sentenced to three life sentences. Goddamn! Finally. Finally. Jesus fucking Christ. Somebody was drinking their respect women juice that day. Jesus. Um, Lord's name. Sorry. Um, he still claimed he was innocent. I'm pretty sure there's footage and, like, videos of him and pictures of stuff of him in the courtroom just screaming that he was innocent of all of this. Um, around this time, they put his DNA into something called the BICAP, which is the FBI's Violent Criminal Apprehension Program. hmm <laughs> And shit starts popping off. Like, it just starts going crazy. First... The first thing that he's linked to is the 1994 murder of Denise Christie brothers in Odessa, Texas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, this one is particularly heart-wrenching because she was uh, she was found in a field next to a pigsty. Like a literal pigsty. Like yeah. A, the fenced-in area where they let pigs run free. Yeah. And uh, she was found by a bunch of, like, 12-year-olds that were riding their bikes or something. Like, insane. So, 2018 detectives from texas go to visit him trying to find out what they can find out about this murder in odessa Mm -hmm. there's a texas ranger by the name of james holland and james did a lot to get all of this going um he's one of the reasons that they started actually tying him to a lot of other stuff and they started to like other detectives from other agencies and states and counties started to actually pay attention to it and bring back all of their cold cases he says Um, name's james James Holland. Hashtag hell yeah Holland. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so, little Sam Sam. He says he'll talk if he mm-hmm. can go to a better prison. And they were like, yeah, I mean, yeah, the sure. fuck ever. You're going to be here for the rest of your life. I don't give a shit what fucking prison you're at. So they take him to a quote-unquote better prison.
1: And then they start giving him pizza and Dr. Pepper. Apparently that's the Oh, way yeah, pizza heart. and Dr. Pepper. He was, didn't you say he was, like, not talking, not talking, not talking? Yeah. And then they brought him pizza and Dr. Pepper and suddenly they're best friends?
0: yeah yeah he he wouldn't say anything he wouldn't say anything to anyone until mr james holland came around got him some nicer digs and then fed him some pizza and fucking dr pepper (laughs) around this time he confesses to about 90 murders across 14 states all the way from the 70s to 2005 wow yes so he just opens his mouth and he just starts fucking word vomit, man. A few of his confessions from 2018 that Mr. Holland, Detective Holland. Ranger? Holland? What do you call a Texas Ranger? Is it Detective? You can call or him do you Walker. Call him- you, can you can call Stop Walker
1: it. and TR. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> He's going to come at you like a spider monkey. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I guess he would be r- Ranger. I, I mean, honestly, I, I think he'd be Ranger, right. Mr. James Holland. Whatever <laughs> he
0: um he gets him to confess to the 1996 fatal strangulation of Melissa Thomas. Mm-hmm. Of course, Denise Christie brothers from Odessa, Texas, which he was actually charged and pled guilty to, um, and that resulted in a fourth life sentence. Um, he claims to have bought her heroin for her and for her pimp, and then she was left to settle the score. So he. Yeah, The uh, 1979 murder of 23-year-old Brenda Alexander from Phoenix City, Alabama. 1977 strangulation murder of an identified woman. And the 1982 strangulation murder of 18-year-old Fredonia Smith in Georgia. 1982 murder of 55-year-old Dorothy Richards. And the 1996 murder of 40-year-old Daisy McGuire in Louisiana. The strangling of 36-year-old Julia Critchfield. In the Gulfport area, and or in 1978, sorry, and dumping her body off of a cliff in Mississippi, the 46, Good Lord. right, the 46-year-old um, Nancy Carol Stevens in Tupelo, Mississippi, 2005. That was
1: like super out of his age
0: range. I don't know. He, he doesn't seem to have an age range. Like a lot of them are in their 20s, but then there's the there's a 55-year-old, there's a 40-year-old, 36. Nancy was 46. Oh, yeah, I
1: guess so. It's kind of... The 20-year-olds were sticking out to me, I guess. There
0: were a lot of 20-year-olds, but I feel like that wasn't the main... That wasn't his main attraction to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Anyway, Nancy Carol Stevens was in um, Tupelo, Mississippi in 2005. Um, The 19-year-old Evelyn Weston, whose body was found near Fort Jackson in 1978. And the 20-year-old Rosie Hill in Marion County, Florida in 1982. So that's just a couple of them that he he told the detectives about in 2018. So in November, mm-hmm. the FBI starts matching his confessions with DNA evidence. So they take everything that he's telling them and they start matching up his DNA to all of these bodies and all the evidence that they have. They managed to match up 34 of those confessions. Good
1: Lord. Right. 34. That's yeah. still... Even if the other, you know, fifty something weren't true, it's insane. It's thirty four is still puts him up there in the charts. That's for a lot killers. of goddamn women. Yeah, that's a lot of women that
0: are just that were just uh, uh, tortured gone. and they're just gone. And most of them were sex workers, so yeah, there's no way anybody actually was looking for them after a certain point. So that puts him up. He's he's already got the three life sentences. And then the fourth one was included in that. So that puts him up to 37, right, that they right. managed to match. Um, 2018 in December, so a month later, he was indicted for the strangling of Linda Sue boards who was 23. <laughs> that was in May 1981 in Warren County, Kentucky. So he was indicted for that. The next year, 2019 in May, he was indicted with four counts of aggra- aggravated murder and six counts of kidnapping. That's in Ohio. So, this was the killing of Mary Jo Payton in 1984, Rose Evans in 1991. Both of these were in Cleveland. Um, Rose was found strangled in an abandoned lot somewhere. Mm -hmm. And Mary Jo wasn't originally identified, but there was an uh, anthropologist that created, like, a model of her face, like a bust. Uh Uh-huh. Um. And then they did put her fingerprints in a database in 1992, and they got a match.
1: And with that's a, how they... Jane
0: Doe that they had. Right. That's how they knew who she was. Um,
1: Isn't he, that what Cheese does? Cheese? Yeah, Cheese. does Yeah, she do I do.
0: And it's awesome. She was going to come stay with me for a little while. She was going to do graduate school in D.C., but it didn't end up happening. Uh. Anyway, sorry. Hey, Cheese. I hope <laughs> you're listening, even though we haven't spoken in a long time. I'm really proud of you. All right, um... Little claims that he picked Mary Jo up at a bar, and he described her as a short, plump woman in her 20s with brown hair. Yeah, super, super specific. It's super odd. It's very odd. Currently, he's been leaked to 50 murders. Which wow. I'm pretty sure those, just those 50 murders that he's been linked to make him the most prolific serial killer in the entire United States. Right. Um... He still claims that the L.A. prosecutors set him up. He says he killed him, but he's like, oh, no, but they,
1: they actually set, they me, set up. me up. Like... <laughs> they set me up for, for murder, even though I did murder, but I was supposed to get away with it, but they, they planted evidence That's on like
0: me. That's like driving through a DUI checkpoint after you've had, like, a handle... And, right. and being like, oh,
1: yeah, I mean, I was driving drunk, but
0: you got me at a checkpoint, so does it even count, bro? Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, so
1: obnoxious. Um, he is currently wheelchair-bound due to diabetes, and he's good. almost- Well, not not, uh, not, that that's good that diabetes hurts people, but he deserves it.
0: He deserves a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he deserves a lot. Um, he's all, It's all also... that
1: Dr. Pepper and pizza he was eating.
0: Right! Jesus Christ! <laughs> Yeah, and and you know that they don't got a steady supply of insulin in jail. So like you you screwed yourself over, buddy. Um he's also almost 80 years old now. So like yeah, might just be your time, my guy. Now, let's get into who he was and his methods. So obviously, he would strangle them. Yeah, but apparently his big thing was strangling them and then masturbating over them and he what he let him, him like come back yeah so he wanted to make it last as long as possible so he didn't actually kill them immediately he would strangle them until they passed out and then he would let up and let them come back into consciousness and then he would just like do it again that yeah. honestly sounds like my absolute worst nightmare but yeah that sounds like fucking awful kill hell me. time <laughs> just just goddamn get it over with just fucking kill me um he and he, he he never cleaned up anything, which I guess when you're thinking and he started doing this in the '70s, yeah, couldn't really didn't really matter at
1: that time. But he, yeah, back in the '70s, you could use the victim's blood and write, "I killed this lady." Here is my address. Right,
0: and they would apparently yeah. just be like, "Oh, it's it's we
1: can't prove anything." Um yeah.
0: but he yeah he he left his freaking he left his jizz everywhere, and he left like skin cells where they would like fight back and stuff. Like he just yeah. left everything
1: it would be like under their nails and and... yeah
0: yeah like that's everything and he obviously he preferred sex workers and drug addicts and that was very much intentional like when you're looking on the fringes of society even now sex workers and drug addicts are on the very edge and when you're talking about sex workers and drug addicts that are people of color
1: oh yeah now, didn't, didn't one of his victims leave behind two kids, three kids or something like that? And that's she did, and I can't Part remember, of how they found him? I can't remember which
0: one it was. It wasn't part of how he found, how they found him. Wasn't um, it the girl that they found near the pigsty? Possibly. I can't remember. I didn't make a note of it. I just remember when I was, um, cause when I originally researched this, we recorded, like, the first time like, like a day or two like later 10 so, minutes later right so it was stuck in my head but she she did she she had three kids and um they were actually at the time living with her parents mhm um and she would like come over and just like steal their stuff and and go and sell it which is goddamn heartbreaking um and one of her kids i think he was actually shot when he was like 21 but i believe two of them are still alive to this yeah, day yeah i think that's but what you were saying they Still, she was a drug addict, and she was a sex worker, and she was in and out of their lives so much that yeah. I'm sure that they knew that something had happened, but there's no way for you to, to track anything. Like, today, I have so many people, freaking, um, my sister, Beyonce Ballerina is what I call her, she's, I constantly know where she is, because she's sharing yeah. her location, and I'm sharing mine with her, and then my other best friend, Biles, Biles she has my location, like, people yeah. know where you are at all times, and, like, yeah. people, there's certain people on Snapchat
1: that can see, like, all the way into my house, almost,
0: but, like, back yeah, then, when,
1: when Wagga or I go anywhere without the other one, yeah, we'll be, like, hey, leaving, hey, I arrived, you know, right, like, you're, you're in constant communication with people, even the people on the fringes of
0: societies have cell phones and stuff, but, yeah, back then, in 70s and 80s, like, oh, yeah, there's 70s no way to no. know, yeah, there's, there's absolutely no way to know. Now there are concerns involved when you're talking about taking confessions, especially from people who are already in prison. Right. And the concern of are them usually are claiming valid. it for the fame. Right. Yeah, they're claiming it for the fame or they're claiming it because they think they can get more pizza
1: or whatever. But his confessions i think he i think he did all the ones he confessed to well his confessions come off a little
0: bit differently like i'm going to talk about this um in the next few minutes too but he's the way that he speaks the way that he tells what he did it's Mm -hmm. it's like watching a documentary on how they spot sociopaths or psychopaths Mm -hmm. uh like it's just it's it's his body movements and he enjoys talking about them and he doesn't have any qualms about being like nah i ain't killed that one like if he killed that one he's gonna take credit for it and be like yeah that one was me here's what happened here's what she looked like this is what we were doing like he has incredible recall of all of these instances but if it's a situation where he did not do that he'll straight tell you like nah that one wasn't me Right. Even if the MO matches, and even if he was maybe in, around the area at the time, he'll still be like, nah, that wasn't me. So that's why, plus, I mean, you have fucking, he's been able to been leaked to 50 of them, of the ninety. So, like, it's, yeah, he, he's, he's, and he's not even getting anything else. I don't think he's getting his pizza and Dr. Pepper anymore, either. He's just talking for the hell of it. Yeah, he's just doing it, you know? Yeah, um... Some interesting facts that I... Or some facts that I found interesting while I was doing research for this is that um, some sources refer to
1: these types of victims as, quote-unquote, less dead. And that was... Oh, yeah. Explain... Uh, you explained it to me, Yeah, and I, I understand what it is, but explain it for our listeners. Yeah, so it was, it was super interesting to think about that. And that's because... They call them that because
0: they're on the... the in, they're in the fringes of society, right? So when mm-hmm. they die... It's not like somebody else who's, like, a middle-class white dude, right? Yeah. That goes to work and has all... Like, he has his fucking work wife or whatever who's Yeah, gonna somebody's
1: gonna notice, notice pretty quickly. Right, He's gonna
0: notice and he's, they're gonna grieve and they're gonna think about him and they're gonna do all of these things and send his family flowers and all of this stuff. When you have the people that are on the outside of society and something horrible like this happens or they die... It's not that big of a fanfare because they just yeah. they don't have the social presence that other people do. Therefore, they're considered less dead than another person who has died, even if their death was completely traumatic and insane. So right. That was super interesting to me. And then, of course, at the time at this time frame when he was the most active, it wasn't really possible to commit a crime against a sex worker, especially a sex worker who was a person of color. It just, right. it wasn't possible to commit a crime like this. Um, and at least not possible to commit it and actually see justice for having committed it, you know? Um, yeah. And he, he did have a long-term girlfriend. Little Sam Sam had some on the side. Outie, and, and outie, no, outie, no, <laughs> and she, uh, she supported him and supported both of them actually by shoplifting full time. Oh, I remember you telling yeah, me that. Yeah, she just she just stole shit, and I I assumed that she stole shit that they needed, and then also stole shit to like sell. If you're wondering how he was able to sustain this insane nomadic, crazy rapist lifestyle, it's because she was out here just stealing shit. So I wonder shit.
1: if she was like. In on it or lot You know what I mean. I don't like,
0: know. There's no, there's no information. I have no idea. Is she, st- is she still alive? Uh-huh. Do we know who she is? Uh-huh. That's all uh-huh. the information that I had. Is that he? This person existed <laughs> and she stole shit and that's how they survived. Wow. All right. So now we're getting into the weird ass, creepy shit that he said and does. So yeah. when he's talking about all of his victims, he calls them his babies.
1: Oh yeah, I repressed that yeah. one. <laughs>
0: That's, that's how he refers to them, as those were his babies. Um, and he also claims to have told all of them that he loved them at some point or another. Whether it was before death or after death, he would tell them that he loved them. Yeah, I repressed that part too. Yeah. Um, a couple quotes from him. When he was asked why he did all of this insane shit, he said... Quote, "I wanted their helplessness. All I ever wanted was for them to cry in my arms." End quote. And listen, my dude, I'm not I'm not going to kink shame, all right? So you if you're into crying, I will. If you're into crying, <laughs> totally cool. Find a partner that will cry for you. You're into like like breath play? Totally awesome. There's, Me too. I mean, find someone yeah. that'll do it. You're into what's it called? Somnophilia or whatever where
1: they're like asleep or passed out? Awesome. I like that too find someone like you okay, don't have so to kill I know people. the I know the internet didn't exist in the 70s but like people were freaky back then you could like go to like some hippie commune and find someone who would consent you know do this consensually for you go go to the, go,
0: go to one of those clubs with all the coke right? everywhere
1: Right? Lick the snozzberries off of the wall. Like... Exactly. You can find exactly. people. And then, like, in the modern era, there are websites where you can go and just find someone who's in that. Whatever you
0: want, my dude.
1: Whatever you want. You did not have
0: to go through all this for your kinks. I'm... You didn't have to kill a hundred women. No! You did not. You did not. Um,
1: oh, another God. quote
0: from him, which is freaky... He said, quote, Ooh-wee, it felt like heaven. Felt like being in bed with Marilyn Monroe. End quote.
1: Ooh-wee, dude. Ooh-wee. Like. Golly gee whiz, mister. I didn't mean to hurt nobody. Yeah, I just. I was just trying to come. (laughs) Stop stop looking at me. (laughs) Your face. You did the turtle face.
0: (laughs) I hate it. I hate it so much. I'm gonna cross myself. (laughs) <laughs> like, Boondock Saint style, like, Hail Mary, full of Grace, please protect me <laughs> from this <laughs> Okay, moving on, away from whatever that was. Um, <laughs> so, he claimed that when he was growing up, he didn't realize that women were, like, real people. He thought that they were some kind of, like, ethereal, otherworldly beings. Like... I mean that's that's technically that's, true. I mean I'm I'm not gonna deny that I am not <laughs> an ethereal, otherworldly being. However, the man's crazy. I mean, we
1: still poop. We still yeah. poop <laughs> just like you.
0: <laughs> like we 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 still poop little same my, my armpits stink. Like sometimes I forget to shower. Like still still a human being. Um. Yeah. He draws his victims like he paints them or he draws them with like charcoal or something or not charcoal but um
1: pastels like pastels yeah or something yeah. and they are so and he was fucking,
0: really good they're good but they're so fucking creepy like they're they're super creepy they're so, they're they're we'll put them i've already shown della this i sent her the link but there's so the the fbi created this whole website or or this whole website page specifically with videos of him talking about his victims and his drawings of the victims and it's all people that they have not been able to match up um and they don't have like who they are, where their bodies are, or anything like that. Um,
1: yeah, because he couldn't even remember most of their names. Yeah, he names, couldn't remember could he? their
0: names, a lot of them. Um, and you can like go through and view them and watch the video of him describing what happened and where he was and all of uh, all of that stuff. And they're um, they're like. Ever, all of
1: their features are like exaggerated. But if you look at a picture of yeah, them... yeah, doesn't he like exaggerate what he liked the most about them? I don't or something know like if that? it's that, but he like he exaggerates like their noses and their eyes and their
0: their mm-hmm. lips
1: it's, and like it's kind of it's I wouldn't say it's as far as like surrealism. No, it's it's definitely not realistic. But he kind of has it. Kind of feels like early Picasso.
0: Yeah, it does. Like the way that he. The way he uses lines and he, like, exaggerates their noses and their lips and their eyes and, like, the colors that he chooses. Mm-hmm. it It's very reminiscent of something that early Picasso would have created. Um, but if you look at a picture, so if you look at an actual picture of the victims and then you mm-hmm. look at his drawing, there are similarities. They do look very similar. It's just they're, like, so exaggerated. It's, like, yeah. that's how he... That's how he viewed them and how he remembered yeah. them. It's like it's super fucking creepy. But you can view all of those um, on the website, and we'll link that in the show notes. And then whenever we get, whenever get we get up. our and our social media actually going, the pictures will be there, and I'll link it. But the the, the thing about this one is, it is super interesting and it's super fucking wild, right? Like insane. Yeah. Yeah, But at the same time, there's not a lot of information out about him specifically. And what I mean by that is that typically when you're looking at a prolific serial killer, like, say, take Bundy or BTK or whatever, there's all of Mm -hmm. these psychological profiles that were done either by, like, the FBI or they were done by, like, third parties or whatever. And they're always super interesting to me to go through and to read and to look at because I just I don't understand it it doesn't it doesn't click in my head and like I understand being crazy I'm literally certifiably insane like that's the doctor's diagnosis of my mental illness but I'm not I'm not a psychopath or a sociopath or whatever the term is now in the the DSV so it's like I don't while I understand having hallucinations and dissociating I don't understand how this part of your brain says you know what i want to do i really want to fucking kill that person and then you do it like I, I
1: wonder if i wonder if you know they said his mother was potentially a sex worker i wonder if it was some um, birth defect due to her maybe being on drugs when she was pregnant with him possibly or was it a is it a nature versus nurture thing like, right
0: is it one of those situations because you know like um oh shit i feel like i forgot his name on the last recording that we did too like um big ed that's his name right ed, yeah right you know a lot of his stuff came from the feelings that he had due to his his mother and his grandmother that's a total nurture thing that's playing into right. your like your nature was he so focused on sex workers because his mother possibly was one? Or did he? was there something that he encountered because of her line of work that caused this part of his brain to kind of not switch over but just become more aggressive? Right. Like I want to understand, I want to know the psychological profile of this human being. And as of now, there's no information like that out there. And I don't know if it's because like the FBI and everyone's just holding on to it or if... if that's not something that we do with modern day serial killers but I want to know
1: I wonder if it's if it's you know because he's not super well known within, at least not not within the true crime. So I right. wonder if it's just nobody's taking the time to do it. You know, the FBI was like, oh, we caught him. He's in jail, whatever. We're done.
0: Or if they did it and they just haven't taken the time to actually, like, publish anything or yeah. there's no third parties that are interested. Because there have been, there are some interviews with him of, with journalists or other people. Right. But they're all very... I don't know. They're just, they're not what you think of when you think of like reading an interview with like a psychological twist. And maybe it's because he just doesn't, that's not how he rolled he it did it be. because he wanted to do it and that was that. it could be. because
1: they didn't bring him any pizza and, and Dr. Pepper yeah you, he needs more
0: Dr. Pepper to slowly kill himself before he's gonna let you delve around in his brain up here yeah you Maybe gotta, you gotta
1: level up in, in friendship to unlock the backstory or something <laughs> the way that he speaks the words that he chooses the cadence that he has in his speech yeah. when
0: he's talking about these things it's, it makes me feel like I need to
1: go and take a bath yeah, didn't you say it made you feel grimy? Like it makes you feel like, 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 like having layers of nicotine on your skin or something like
0: yeah, that. Yeah, like it's itchy and it's like it's just dis- you feel disgusting afterwards because of the amount of glee that he yeah. has when he's talking about all these things and the the way that he refers to them as his babies. You really need to go watch it because it's just like it's like hair raising of like uh, uh, it's like your body's innate. It's, it's like. Are there some on YouTube interviews of him? Um, I can't remember if they're on YouTube, but they're definitely on that FBI website. They've got, um, okay. videos of him telling the story of each of the people that they're trying to match up. Um, so you can watch it then. But it's like, it's like you bought, you know how you're from the days that we were, like, fucking apes or whatever? And, like, you have, like, the cycle psychological... I've never fucked an ape, but- Shut,
1: shut up. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. <sighs> What was
0: that game we all used to play with Which us? Which one? And Boom. And it's like the two, it's like the two mercenaries. And one of them's like um, called like Gorilla or something.
1: Army, 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 army of two. two.
0: That's he that he fucks the panda in the zoo. That's, that's what that was reminding me of. <laughs> Thank you. I repressed <laughs> that memory too. Anyway, um, it's, a, it's, it's that, it's that. That psychological response that's left over from where from evolution, where we were evolving, that it's like an right. automatic, like your brain goes. It's the same thing that tells you not to go out in the forest in the middle of the night. Like it, it just like it's the psychological like red flag of being like yeah. this is not a good situation. You need to get the fuck out of here. That's yeah. what it feels like when you're watching him speak about these things. It's it's just and it's a constant, oh, it like activates like it your fight or flight. It totally activates your flight your fight or flight and it I mean, as a as a rape survivor myself, it just like it automatically like I tense up and I'm like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. No matter where I am, it's like an immediate yeah. like no go. I gotta do whatever I gotta do to get the hell out. Yeah. So fucking creepy. Questions, concerns, thoughts, ideas? Um,
1: I don't I don't really have anything. Uh this it's... guy was fucked up. <laughs> it's and fucking crazy the fact that well I mean today's not the first time I've heard of him I heard of him last week when you when, you, when we first tried to record this but that was the first time I've ever heard of this guy yeah which yeah. is insane because I can't think of any serial killers that have a higher body count than him no because except maybe like soldiers committing war crimes to kill brown people for oil
0: right but-, but no there's there's because people just don't they don't talk about it and I think it's because I mean we're two white people right yeah but I think it's because the true crime community is so saturated in white people doing these podcasts that yeah. they they get uncomfortable with the idea of speaking about anyone who is not just a victim that is right. a person of color which is doing which is doing everyone a disservice that's doing a disservice to other black people and other people of color by not talking about people like this. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's no reason for you not to talk about him at all, which, and he, this story is way more interesting to me than any of the stupid, mediocre, white men serial killers.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're all the same, you know? What? Serial killers? Well, no, like, white people serial killers. Oh, white Yeah. Men. White people
0: serial killers. It's, that's why I call them mediocre cool so that that's that's the story of
1: little Sam Sam little Sam Sam what are we what are we looking at next week what's our next our week little teaser for next week next week is uh week two
0: which is history so
1: mm-hmm. we're gonna be
0: talking about Gloria Richardson
1: who yes
0: seriously I I want her to be my auntie she seems so goddamn cool and she's still alive I, I want to meet her and just like I just want to hug that's all that I want. I just want to hug. I'll even settle for, like, a fist bump. I just want to meet her and be like, yo, you were so goddamn badass. So, next week, stay tuned. Um, we are officially live on Spotify as of now. I know. I'm so excited. Hopefully, by the time this is posted, we will be live on shit like Apple Podcasts and Google. But they have to, like, review your shit. Which, can, can y'all hurry up? Like, seriously. <laughs> just, just let us live. Um... So we're live. So please subscribe. Like and subscribe.
1: Hi. Welcome. Welcome back to my video. Um, so, so if,
0: <laughs> I got a joke for you.
1: Does a werewolf YouTuber tell his, his viewers to like and subscribe? What, what else would he say? You know, and like, like, lycanthropy. I hate you.
0: Derek Hale is very upset right now. He's
1: giving. I don't a... know who that is.
0: <laughs> I know, and it breaks my heart. You don't even. You don't even know where my name came from. Where did Scoot come from, Della? Where did... It came
1: from Animal, animal Crossing. Crossing. It's where the best villager. villager. No, <laughs> no,
0: it it did not. It did not. that, did, that is not where my name came from. No. All right. Anyway, that's I it. love you. I'm done. I'm done. Time for the sign off. Time doesn't exist, so act accordingly. Which is true, we made it up. Time doesn't exist. Scooby Doo ending! Oh, there's another beer in my hand. God damn it. Okay, bye! <laughs>